And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Dawson Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health resource. This is Ted Brower, and it's good to be with you today. You know, yesterday I went into detail, and I talked a little bit about what happened with Southwest Airlines over the weekend and how the Southwest Airline pilots and the United States, you know, FFA air traffic controllers are basically saying, you know, we really need to look at this and reevaluate whether we want to work for the government if we're going to go on strike. And, of course, Southwest Airlines did a big, you know, damage control on that. Now they're saying that they're not going to try to force it yet. They say they are trying to force it. But let's take another look at this because, you know, we've got to really think through what's happening and who these guys are and what they're doing. And this morning I had a Heisman Trophy winner that I know. And and I was talking to him, and he was talking about, well, why are they doing this and how are they doing this and why are they doing this and why are they doing that? And, and finally I said to him, I, I just kind of just wrote this up, and I said, you know, the, the, it's the bankers, bud. They run the world. They they are the cabalists. And I said, you've got to realize that they don't care what they do or what they say because they control the military, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the IRS, and the DOJ. They control the Congress, both houses, the Senate and the Congress, and they control the courts. And they are in all respects above the law. And I said, if you don't believe that, look at Hunter Biden's laptop and all of the unbelievably filthy stuff that was found on that laptop, and yet he was never brought to justice, was he? He wasn't even questioned about it, as far as I know. In fact, they had all of this evidence with him, visual evidence, and they just kind of ignored it and put brought Biden into the presidency anyhow. Why is that? Because they control everything. And you, when you take Mossad and you have Mossad come in, and you basically have Mossad, how <laughs> should I say, blackmail so many members of Congress and the judiciary and all these different lobbying groups – they basically have the ability to do whatever they want and have votes pushed any way they want to have it pushed. So we have literally lost control of a constitutional republic to basically corruption. And that's where we are. Same thing happened with Rome. Rome became rotten from internally and it basically destroyed itself. And again, I'm going to say it, and I've said it a dozen times on this show by now, the United States Constitution is wholly inadequate for a non-moral country. If you don't have Christianity as the root and know that there's an almighty God that's going to judge both these good and evil – you don't really have any recourse as far as any type of, how should I say, hell to shun and heaven to gain. And you just want to do everything you want to do as often as you want to do it on this planet and not even have any consequences to it. Then what ends up happening is you get into a situation where you think you can just get away with anything, which is exactly where we are right now with the international banking cartels. What they did by blackmailing Woodrow Wilson and the passing the Federal Reserve Act and then the income tax and all the other things they've done is basically – you know, the downfall of the United States of America that started over a 100 years ago. I mean, think about it for a second. You know, we've had mass firings all over the United States. And President Biden has said, when you see these mass firings of law-abiding American citizens, you know, you should really see it as progress. You, know, you should celebrate it. Now, think about that for a second. We have all of these millions of people literally getting fired. They will no longer be able to support their families in many cases. And yet he's saying we're supposed to celebrate that. And no American president has ever made a stupid statement like that about firing people. But, you know, if you're on Joe Biden's side, that's fine because you don't care because you're a hardcore Democrat. You're pro-lesbian, pro-gay, pro-anti-American, pro-communism, pro-all the other things. And he still can claim to be a Christian in many cases. I'm going to fuss for one second. I'm just going to fuss. You know, and I've talked about this before. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever because we serve an omnipresent God. It says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God Almighty is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God's feelings and attitudes towards homosexuality and towards sin is the same in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament. The difference is he gave us grace in the New Testament through Jesus if we accept him. It's always if then, isn't it? It's always if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your, your Lord and Savior then you shall be saved. But it's always an if then. God is always an if then God. 
And we need to understand that. But, you know, we have this group of people now that don't want us to talk about the great I am. They don't want us to talk about Jesus because they want their old world order back. And that's who they are. South Airlines, he's one of the biggest carriers. They all but shut down on Sunday. It put total, total chaos. I mean, there were literally tens of thousands of people who basically couldn't get flights who were stranded. Well, how did it happen? Well, the official explanation was that there were thunderstorms. We told you yesterday that's simply not true. There may have been for a few hours or for an hour, but there was no problems with thunderstorms for the entire day going through Jacksonville to the Jacksonville Center. You know, they said they claimed in a long statement that, you know, that basically what the media had repeated was a lie. They said it's not happened because, and we can tell you that it's all untrue. Quoted from them. All of it's a lie. And that's not what happened. Not, and now they're beginning to realize that they were doing damage control and they're the ones who are lying. You know, I've spoken to several people. FAA, flight examiners, and they have direct knowledge that they knew what happened. And they tell you that the shutdown of Southwest Airlines was a direct effect and a direct consequence of the Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. You know, remember last week when Gary Kelly, CEO of Southwest, sent an internal memo to his employees declaring that per Joe Biden's directive, any Southwest employee who was not fully vaccinated by the 8th of December will be fired, canned right before Christmas, fired. We don't care whether you have Christmas presents. We don't care if your children have food to eat. We don't care. Why, why, why would Gary Kelly do that? Because Gary Kelly is controlled by the Linda Forrester Rothschild, the bloodline families who own the primary stock through Vanguard, Straight Street, and you know BlackRock in Southwest Airlines. I talked about this in depth yesterday. You got, you got to realize something. You know, this is also this is not just the pilots of Southwest and the flight attendants. Of course, it's, it's the ramp workers, it's the people that you see taking the planes back and forth to the ramps. It's the mechanics, it's the dispatchers, it's the schedulers, it's the ticket agents, it's people from the very top to the very bottom. These are tens of thousands of people in the airline industry, hundreds of thousands if you look at all the different airlines. Now, people don't realize that, you know, a lot of these guys have not been vaccinated. Over 50%, they say, of the pilots have still not been vaccinated, nor are they going to get vaccinated. And, you know, you know, they believe that they're taking they're doing this on principle because they want to believe that the United States is still a free country. They believe that in a free country, politicians should never be allowed to force citizens to submit to medical treatment if they don't want it. But they don't want to be forced to take a kill shot. Now, a lot of them may know what's in the kill shot. A lot of them may not know what's in the kill shot. But, you know, what they're doing, they're saying from Joe Biden, you must get the shot for the sake of the people who've already gotten the shot because the shots don't work well enough to protect the people who've already gotten them. That's what Joe Biden and the American health system is saying, isn't it? It's ridiculous. So imagine making the argument to an airline pilot, someone whose entire job is based on logic. It's utterly bewildering because it doesn't make any sense. It's just too unreasonable. Now, I'm reading part of this from Fox News and from Tucker Carlson, so I want you to know that. But also remember this. I know a lot of pilots. It's all about following rules. You have a checklist when you get into an airplane. You've got to make sure all the switches are turned off or all the switches are turned on. You've got to make sure the fuel flow is going well. You've got to make sure that all of these buttons are tested and all the circuit breakers are tested. It's always the same thing. It's very, very logical when you get into an airplane and you fly. You've got to check the engines. You've got to run up the engines. You've got to do everything you need to do on an airplane to make sure it flies properly because you've got the whole people who are all the souls on the back of that plane who are going to be responsible. You're responsible for when you take off. You know, the stress these guys are going through is unbelievable. So last weekend, again, in protest, a large number of these Southwest pilots, they called out sick. And they, regardless of what Southeastern is saying, this is what happened. And they, they effectively shut down the airline. And then many of them basically, you know, they admire the company. They admire Southeastern, but they're not going to take the shot. So in desperation, they committed the most basic act of nonviolent disobedience. They said no. You know, at the same time, you know, they decided to do this, that Biden said he's going to force this shot to everyone. And an estimated 6,000 federal air traffic controllers have not yet received their, their shot either. 6,000 air traffic controllers. 
that's nearly half of all the air traffic controllers said they're not going to do this. And so, again, the controllers have been able to help the pilots, and once again, they've got together, and they basically lined for this big walkout they had. So on Saturday, apparently, they took action. The air traffic control headquarters in Jacksonville, Florida, which I talked to you guys yesterday, known as known to all the pilots as Jacksonville Center, shut down. Remember, I talked to you guys. They won't even talk to people who are flying visual flight rules only, most cases from Jacksonville Center, because they're so busy. But they Jacksonville Center shut down. This never happens. It doesn't even happen when there's a fire in the Chicago Air Traffic Control Center. They managed to keep air traffic growing. But this weekend, last weekend, Air, air Jacksonville shut down because there was simply no one to man it. They didn't show up. And the effects were profound. They were immediate. Jacksonville Center controls the airspace in this country from Orlando to Raleigh, North Carolina, as well as far out into the Atlantic Ocean. That's one of the most crowded air routes in the world. And the air traffic controllers in Atlanta watched as planes headed for South Florida rerouted west and ended up over the Mississippi River. Are you listening? As far west as the Mississippi River. It would be the world's longest detour. But this is what happened when they did this. Now, you got to realize, when this happened, these air traffic controllers and these pilots and all of these workers said, you know what? We don't want to take a kill shot. We don't want to be forced to do this. We don't want to live under tyranny. We simply don't want to do it. But, guys, how many of us have stood the ground like this? You know, and I talked about this in depth yesterday. I'm going to mention it again. To get, become a pilot, you need at least a 1,000 hours to even look at by the major airlines. And then they've got to put you through hundreds of hours of additional training. And then you get put on smaller planes to start with to make sure that you could handle it. And then you basically build up, build up, build up over a period of 10 or 15 years until you're flying the big planes. They don't want people hopping in these big planes. In fact, it's so strict that at the age of 65 with the, you know, with the Federal Aviation Administration, you have mandatory retirement. Now, a lot of these pilots are really, really good pilots still at the age of 65, and they go into basically private flights. They start flying private jets. They start doing all kinds of other things. They start, they start, set up, they, they, they start flight schools because they're still highly skilled people. But the government is so concerned about the airline and the airline industry, it discriminates them against because of age. And now I personally think that these, these guys that are 65 years old should be given a cognitive test, a reasoning test, a decision-making test. And they should be allowed to continue to fly until they stop doing that. And they should get tested if they have to every six months. But the reality is, is that now they're starting to find out that they don't have that many skilled pilots left. If they start walking out by the tens of thousands, they can't just replace them and run an ad in the Yellow Pages or run an ad in, you know, on Facebook or run an ad anywhere. They cannot do that. They can't bring them in quickly enough to fill these slots. And you think about it for a second. What's going to happen? If FedEx grounds their planes because of a lack of pilots, if UPS grounds their planes for a lack of pilots, if all the shipments being done with Airborne Express going overseas back and forth as far as trade, they ground their pilots. And all of a sudden, next day, second day, third day, fourth day, air globally is gone, finished, over with. Do you realize what's going to happen to the supply chains? How much further they're going to get choked out? Because remember this, there's over a thousand ships now, supposedly. Stuck out in the Pacific Ocean, and I talked about this in depth yesterday. I talked to this. To, I talked to Doug Hagman about this this morning. You know, the only reason this will happen is because the crane operators aren't working. The crane. I mean, the semi trucks are lined up for miles and miles and miles to pick up their loads at the docks in Los Angeles, but the crane operator, operators aren't working. Remember, if I remember right, a lot of these major ports were sold to the Chinese, which are controlled through the Rothschild Banking Empire, who controls. The distribution of goods and services. This is why I went into detail on what happened in 1933 when Samuel Untermeyer declared war on Germany and stopped the international transport of goods from Germany into the United States and around the world. And when they did that, they created tremendous animosity in Germany because they shut down so many of the plants and so many people in Germany couldn't work anymore. So this is the same thing they're doing again. 
They're shutting down the supply lines. So many of you've asked me, you know, over the you know last year and a half, you said, "How in the world did you know it was the international banking community that did this? How did you know that Klaus Schwab was going to come out and say what he said?" Because this is who always does this. It's always the same group of people, and if we understand that. It starts to make sense. And if we don't see that, it never makes any sense. We're always wandering around in this giant spider web going, who's pulling this web? Who's pulling that web? Who's pulling this web? But you look at the nexus of the spider web, there sits the spider. There he is. You know, there he is. It's, again, it's the Rothschild International Banking Cartel who answered directly to Lucifer, who wanted basically us all connected into a D-wave computer so we could all become a computer node so that Lucifer could do what he did back in Genesis chapter 6 and control the thoughts of every man every day. Are they going to do it through brain-controlling parasites? Maybe. We have some now. We have. We know that we have living things being injected into us, according to Dr. Kerry Maggi and other research scientists. Now we're verifying her claims into our bodies through these vaccines that are undisclosed contents. I mean, what the heck? How in the world did we get to this situation? I'll tell you how we got to this situation. We allowed our pastors and our churches to walk away from Jesus. We put them in the name it, proclaim it, blab it, grab it group. The Catholic Church let all those pedophiles come into the church. Both the Protestant and the Catholic churches were basically infiltrated by the Masonic lodges that brought us all this filth. That's what happened. That's what happened because they knew they had to destroy this country. Until we get our pastors back, or our priests back, and telling the truth of what's happening in the United States of America, and until people go back to church and start worshiping the Most High God again, and realize that it's not okay to be supporting openly gay people. And you can pray for them. That's the truth. You can pray for them. You can ask God to deliver them from that. But you can't support them and tell them, you know, at a boy, at a girl, way to go. You know, I had a friend of mine the other day who said that she was a Christian and she claims to be a Christian. And I believe she's a Christian. And she was flattered that some lesbian thought she was hot. And I said, why would you think that way? Why would you feel that way? You know, but she's had the shot. Now, whether it had to do with her feeling that way, I don't know. But the point is, why have we allowed ourselves to go to this point where we start thinking some type of perversion is some type of admirable thing that we can be flattered over? It doesn't make any sense, does it? And guys, listen to me. It's so important that we realize, and I said it at the beginning of the show, and I say it again. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we do not study the Word of God on a regular basis, and we do not know what the Bible says and what we should and shouldn't do, then how are we supposed to make the right decisions? If we don't allow ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit, if we don't study the Word of God on a regular basis, I mean, I have literally read the New Testament hundreds of times. That's not an exaggeration. That's why people are always asking me about Scripture. I say, well, the Scripture says this, and the Scripture says this, and then you can put the baseline of the Scripture in, and you can basically you know, do a search on it, and you can pull the whole Scripture up. It's so important that we understand that we've got to read the Bible. Okay, we've got to hold our pastors accountable. We really do. We've got to tell them, what the Bible says, and we need to ask them, why won't you talk about it? And we have to tell them, look, you need to talk to us about COVID. You need to tell us, hey, look, here's the deal. Here's the good. Here's the bad. Here's whatever. Here's what we need to do. They have the ability to do that. They could read. You know, a lot of these guys are pretty smart. A lot of these guys have you know, doctorates. They can go back and they can do the research. And they can say, hey, look, if these guys want to take the vaccine, that's up to them. But let's give them the good, let's give them the good, the bad, and the ugly, like Clint Eastwood said in that one old movie he did, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's the good, here's the bad, here's the ugly. Here's the problem with this vaccine, though. There ain't no good. It doesn't stop people from getting sick. It doesn't stop people from spreading disease. It doesn't stop people from getting it again. It doesn't do anything besides rewrite your own DNA through your RNA, telling you to manufacture spike proteins, which accumulate in your testicles and ovaries, which are going to cause a massive problem with infertility. 
It's going to be a big problem, guys. This thing is just getting started. That's what I told you guys. Austin and I both told you this two years ago, and all this mess started. I said, if you think that when Donald Trump leaves the office that they're going to get rid of COVID, you're dreaming because they have shut down the economic world engine. It's grinding to a halt. That was their goal through Donald Trump, and they did it because the Patriots sat back on their butts and said, hey, the Donald's doing this. Q says he's playing 100,000 mid-dimensional chess, so let Donald do what Donald does. He's smarter than the rest of us. No, he's not. His daughter is a Kabbalist witch. Yeah, I said that again. I, I'll, I'll continue to say that until somebody proves me wrong on that. She's a Kabbalist. Donald Trump is now saying, well, I'm going to be careful and tell you what I feel about vaccines. If you've already had the COVID and you've got natural immunity, you don't need to take the shot. Wait a minute. Does that mean if you have a religious exemption, you have to take the shot if you haven't had COVID? Does that mean if you have a medical exemption that you don't have to take the shot, but if you haven't had COVID, you've got to take the shot? Why don't you tell us, Donald, that we shouldn't have to take the shot at all if we don't want to? We shouldn't be. The guy nauseates me. He's, he's a philanderer, and he was used by the establishment to basically bring us into this state of confusion and disarray that we have in the United States through Operation Warp Speed and <laughs> And using executive orders to shut the economy down and to close up our churches. That's what Donald Trump did. Don't let him off the hook. And whatever you do, don't vote for him again for president. That's really, really important as far as I'm concerned. And I hear you guys. Well, don't you know he's better than Joe Biden? Look, stop it. They're the same. They're two puppets on a string. At least let's get at least if they give us a different puppet to vote for, vote for a different puppet. At least we won't be making the same mistake twice. I personally am really starting to like DeSantis. He's really standing against a lot of this mess. But again, do we really have a choice with the national elections? We didn't have a choice last time, did we? It was completely and totally hacked that they brought the senile one, and like he likes to call us gasping insects. Ah, gosh, this guy's awful. But guys, listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ, for he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith, and we can do all things through him. And we've got to stand our ground. We've got to put on the armor of God, and we've got to allow ourselves to know that it's okay to worship Jesus, to love Jesus, and to do what he says. Very, very important. The Canadian ER doctor says that COVID ER rooms were empty in 2020, but now we are filled with vaxxed patients. Dr. Rogers. R-O-C-H-A-G-N-E, Killian, K-I-L-I-A-N, an ER doctor in Owen Sound, Ontario, Canada, says that he saw only two patients in 2020 who tested positive for COVID and had respiratory problems. Over an 18-month period, no one was admitted to the ICU with COVID symptoms, and most of the time staff was waiting around to treat COVID patients that never showed up. You hear that? She said that since the vaccines were introduced and forced onto the Canadian citizens, everything has changed. The hospital had an uptick in cardiovascular cases, including heart attack, heart failure, stroke, pericarditis, myocarditis, peripheral vascular diseases occurring in, young, occurring in younger patients without related prior history. She says many other patients complained of other symptoms such as skin rashes and nosebleeds that appeared after they had taken the vaccine. She reported that no records were being kept regarding how many patients were vaccinated or suffered side effects. Standard treatments for respiratory illnesses were replaced by new COVID protocols, which harmed the patients instead of curing them. This is a Canadian doctor. Again, these protocols that are being used, <laughs> we saw it with my buddy Jimmy, Remdesivir. Cascading organ failure within 10 days, kidney failure within five days, 
They get put on dialysis. So they start, if they don't, they, get, they start bloating up like a toad. And then they're put on a ventilator that basically destroys their lungs' ability to tr- transfuse oxygen. And they end up dying and suffocating to death on a ventilator until finally they shut the ventilator off after the parents and the children and all the other relatives have had a chance to talk to the body that's still laying there. It's probably already lifeless while it's still being held alive by mechanical means to say goodbye to that person. And then they shut the ventilator off and the person's dead within minutes. Yeah. This is what happens all the time, isn't it, when they get put on ventilators? Let me tell you a story. A few years ago, uh, my mother-in-law got remarried. It's about 20 years ago. And she married a guy. They were both about 65 years old. And they got married. And, and he ended up going in to have cardiovascular surgery, cardiovascular, cardiovascular bypass surgery done after they've been married for two or three years. And I spoke to him at length. I said, look, there are all kinds of natural things that you can do in order to stop cardiac pain to clean out the arteries. You know, there are a lot of things like chelation therapy, dietary change that can reverse this. So why don't you try that first? His name was Warren, great man, great man, great golfer, really know how how to play golf. And he basically said, well, you know, I've been told by my doctor this is a routine surgery and it's no big deal, and they're going to go in and do a quadruple bypass on me and it'll take a couple hours and I'll be done and I'll be fine. And I said, they're telling you that's a routine surgery? He goes, yeah, it's routine. And I said, it's not routine, bud. So in many cases, they actually remove the heart out of the body. And I said, this is not okay. I said, this is a very, very dangerous machine that they're going to hook you up to. It's the heart-lung bypass machine. It can cause all kinds of problems, including stroke. And I said, this is not a simple program to use. This is not something that's simple that you can use. It's not something that you can guarantee you're going to walk away from without any side effects. He goes, well, they told me it was routine, and I'm going to do it. Now, think about that for a second. And my response is always this. Look. If you're being told that you need some type of invasive surgery, why don't you get another opinion? When you, if you know and you do the research that you know that a lumpectomy for breast cancer in most cases is as effective as a radical mastectomy, and the doctor tells you that he wants to do a radical mastectomy instead of a lumpectomy, why would you do that? Why would you not get another opinion? If you find out that another person can do it for you and not cause massive, massive scarring and a massive problem with your life and maybe killing you during the surgery, I mean, radical mastectomy is a pretty, pretty aggressive surgery. Why would you take that choice instead of trying the other choice first? A lot of times it's called a fear. And, of course, they always tell you, if you don't do this right now, you'll be done within 24 hours. They scare the holy living yik-yak out of you and she say, okay, 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 just do it, do it, just do it, just do it so I don't die. And then you end up having all these problems. In the middle of the surgery on the cardiac bypass machine, Warren had a stroke. It was a mini-stroke. He came out, and they said, oh, we're so sorry you've had a stroke. They don't tell you up to 40% of the people who do these cardiac bypass machines have strokes. They don't tell you up to 50% of the people that have that surgery done never return back to work because they're so physically disabled. They don't tell you any of that. All they tell you, it's routine surgery. Well, it's routine, all right, because these doctors do it all the time. But it doesn't mean you're not going to have side effects or problems or even die from it. What is it, 1% or 2 or 3% of the people? Sometimes some people say up to 10% of the people during surgery you know, basically die. And almost every single person that has bypass surgery, they say, statistics, have a massive personality change. They're different when they come out. Well, if you take the heart out of the body and they're working on it, and you're being kept alive on a respirator and a ventilator, et cetera, et cetera, and a cardiac bypass pump machine, what the heck happened to your body? Your body doesn't know what to do. Suddenly the heart's gone. It can't talk to the heart anymore because, remember, it's all interconnected to scalar waves into an interdimensional interface. And suddenly it gets put back in there, and your body thinks it was dead. It has a tendency to change your personality. 
Well, Warren came out, and he wasn't the same person anymore. His personality completely changed. The golf game that he loved and he was so good at, he couldn't play anymore because he couldn't grip with his left hand anymore. And he continued to have all these health problems the rest of his life. And then finally, he ended up having a stroke and dying. And the paramedics showed up at the house, and they resuscitated him. They brought him back from the dead. And I remember I went to the hospital because we were there up in Leesburg. We're about an hour away, hour and a half away. And he was brain dead. He had a massive cerebral hemorrhage. His whole brain was completely destroyed. And the doctor said to me, well, he's brain dead. And I said, why would you guys put him on a ventilator? He said, I didn't do it. The paramedics did. I said, oh. And he said, we now have to make a decision. Do you want to leave him like this in a vegetative state, or do you want to go ahead and turn off the ventilator? So then my mother-in-law had to sign off basically to have the ventilator turned off. And what a mess. What a mess because people don't want to pay attention to what they're doing. And people want to be put on ventilators and people don't have living will signs that can't what we done to them. And so we get in a situation where all these medical costs and medical fees accrue in the last few days of their life. And suddenly, if they don't have insurance, the people that are left who signed the papers when they got put into the hospital are responsible for all of these bills, which cause a lot of people to end up going bankrupt. Guys, listen to me. It's really, really important that we understand that we have choices in this country, or at least we did, as far as our medical treatments. And that's why I'm so diametrically opposed to what's going on with the COVID shots. I'm diametrically opposed to them. We should not have to have forced vaccinations in the United States. We should have a right to choose our own medical programs. We should have a right to say whether you're going to do this or going to do that. I mean, the Nuremberg Code says that the person who basically, you know, is being experimented on has the right to say no. So we have the right to say no. But why doesn't our government talk about the Nuremberg Codes? Why don't the congressional people talk about the Nuremberg Codes? Why doesn't Rand Paul get up and talk about the Nuremberg Codes? Why doesn't Rand Paul get up and talk about the international banking cartels who control the world? His dad knew about that. Ron Paul talked about it on a regular basis with the Federal Reserve Bank. Why doesn't Rand Paul talk about that? Well, I can say one thing about Rand Paul, that rock fell a long ways away from the tree. It really, really did. And this is the problem that we have right now, isn't it? We're in a situation that the United States has found itself basically completely and totally compromised by the international banks, who are the Kabbalists, who are the Luciferians, who basically run everything through a new world order, through Klaus Schwab, through the International Monetary Fund. But we're supposed to pretend like none of that's happening. Guys, listen to me. If they shut down the air traffic control system, if they shut down the United States airplanes, if they do all of this stuff, it's going to be chaos in the skies. Now, you could fly VFR, visual flight rules. You could do that. You don't have to be in contact with air traffic control unless you get to an airport that has an air traffic controller. You could land at a lot of airports that don't have actually a you know, tower who you talk to. You just land. I guess you could do it with smaller planes, but you're not going to haul the goods and plants and equipments and all the things that you need to do and transport around the world because, again, this is the collapse of the economic system, of the economic world engine. They've got to do it by choking down the supply lines. That's the only way you can stop the planet from producing goods and services. You've got to choke off the supply lines. I told my friend the other day, the Chevrolet dealership where I get my pickup trucks from, I said to him, I said, look, he said he kept talking about the chips, the chips, the chips. I said, there's a chip shortage. I said, chips are very easy to make, and there's literally thousands and hundreds of people all over the world that can make chips. You know, There's all kinds of different companies that can process a chip. I said, they don't want you to produce the trucks. They don't want to have these products in the supply line. They want to choke it down, choke it down, choke it down, choke it down. I mean, like I told you the other day, you don't want to get 150 box vans through this one dealership to send to send to different organizations and companies around the central Florida area. This year, General Motors has told them they're getting one, one box van. That means the production is less than 1% of what it was. I mean, think about that for a second. And think about all of the people, the tens of thousands of people that work for General Motors through the suppliers. I mean, literally millions. 
because how would they say back in the 60s as general motors go so goes the united states of america and that's where we are right now they're choking out all the suppliers all of the suppliers aren't getting money in anymore and all of these people are losing their jobs <laughs> look look what's also this is another one two young children are quote accidentally given the covid 19 vaccine at walgreens now they're both suffering from heart issues okay first of all i gotta ask a question who is the dummy who they're giving a needle to, who accidentally gives COVID shots to children. And why is it that the children get the exact same COVID shot as the adults do? Why is that? Why is that? Why in the world do children get the exact same COVID shots that you know adults do? I don't understand that. Why do they not get it based on weight? I don't understand that. And we've got to understand that we've got our we have to have the ability to make choices like this. We have to have the ability to make choices. And so here's the problem. These two young children, this is Evansville, Indiana, two children ages four and five were accidentally given full doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine instead of flu shots at Walgreens in Indiana. Now, both are experiencing heart issues, according to their pediatrician, myocarditis. These are young children, a heart condition involving fluid accumulating near the heart. has become a familiar side effect on the COVID jab. These two young children were accidentally given the COVID vaccine instead of flu shots at the Walgreens in Indiana. What? And now they're both in trouble with their hearts. A family in Evansville, Indiana, went to a local Walgreens to have each member, including two young children, receive a flu shot. During the appointment, all members of the party, including the two children, were accidentally giving full doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, according to the family's lawyer. The children, four and five years old, were born in 2016 and 2017, as revealed by the vaccination cards supplied by the family. Okay, listen to this. After the alleged vaccine mix-up, both children are now experiencing signs of heart issues, according to their pediatrician. The younger child is sick with a cough and a fever, according to the report by KWTX. I mean, think about it. They're sick. Myocarditis is a heart condition involving fluid accumulating near the heart and has been found to be a rare side effect. It's not rare. It happens all the time with the Pfizer vaccine, but seems to grow more common in younger male individuals. Adverse reactions to the vaccine seem to be far less likely the older the person who receives it becomes, according to the current medical research. I mean, think about it for a second. Myocarditis is affecting young people. Basically, myocarditis basically are the people basically is a very, very serious heart disease. When I, when, I, when I ended up with – I had ended up with pericarditis. It also ended up with pericarditis too. And, you know, what's interesting about this is pericarditis is bad. You get fluid accumulation around the heart, and people die from it. And it was a very debilitating disease for me. It really was. I was sick with chest pains for years. And this is back when I was 27 years old. I mean, I would have chest pains and heart pains on a regular basis. And so what ended up happening is we got into a situation that, you know, I went to all these doctors. They didn't know what to do back in the, back in the 80s for this. They really had no idea. And finally, they began to realize that, you know, that, you know, the protocols they were using wasn't going to work. And so I decided that I was going to go ahead and, you know, and follow God's dietary principles. And I got off of the pork and I got off the shellfish and I got off the coffee. I got off all of this stuff and I gradually started getting my energy back and I started getting better. Guys, it's so important that we realize that if we don't do what we need to do, that if we don't do what we're supposed to do as far as having these types of, how should I say, episodes in our life, to get better with that we're going to continue to get worse let me give you an example right now multiple show hosts and multiple people that are in the alt media are really really sick i mean really sick i can give you several names of both that you'd all know right now i mean these guys are like off the air and unbelievably ill and the sad part about it is is what have they done right have they been taking supplements 
Have they been taking care of themselves? Are they obese? Are they overweight? Do they exercise? And, you know, we talk like this to you guys all the time. You've got to learn that if you do not, <laughs> how should I say, if you do not take care of yourself in times of, how should I ease, and basically you exercise and take your supplements and eat right, then if you get yourself to a situation where your immune system becomes compromised, what in the world are you going to do if you get sick? My buddy Jimmy was 100 pounds overweight minimally. I mean, he really was. He's, he's obese. You know, he had to lose a lot of weight, and he wouldn't take his supplements. I pleaded with him twice to do it. He wouldn't do it. And, and listen to me. Vitamin D has to build up in your system. It doesn't just build up. Your body needs so much of it. You need to be taking and keeping your, your around 70 to 80 on the amount you have in your blood when you get it tested all of the time. And you make sure you take it D3 with K2 so it doesn't build up calcium in the arteries. Really, really important. So what we have to understand is this. If we take care of our time and of, of, of our bodies when we're healthy and we keep our immune systems really strong, if something jumps on it, like it jumped on me and Sharon and Austin and Lana with this COVID a couple months ago, they were very, 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 very sick, the three of them. They were all three coughing up blood. And they had, they had taken supplements, and they were still that sick. I saw what was happening. I was immune for the first week. I had no symptoms whatsoever. But immediately when I had a little tinge of a sore throat, I start hammering ivermectin. I got a prescription for it. If any of you need the name of the doctor who we got the ivermectin from, you can get on our you know, SD Brower account you know, for Instagram, and Sharon will give you the information. I can't give it out over the airwaves because the lady doesn't want to be deluged like that. But if you, if you sign up for ST Brower and you just ask Sharon, she'll give you the link to contact the doctor who will give you a prescription for ivermectin. Now, beware of this. They're going to gouge you. The pharmacies are going to gouge you. And a lot of the pharmacies aren't even going to fill the prescription for ivermectin if you bring it in for ivermectin. Let you know that. So you have to look around. But I started on the ivermectin immediately, and I started taking the D3, the K2, the zinc, the iodine in super high concentrations because I did not want to get to the point where I'm coughing up blood. Didn't want to do that. And so what I did, I kept this stuff away from me. And by Monday, you guys remember, it was a month or so ago, a month and a half ago, I started to sound real froggy like I had a cold on the show. Didn't miss a show. Never, never developed a cough. Had a, every once in a while, I'd cough a little tiny bit, but it wasn't like a chronic cough. And I just kept taking the vitamin C, kept taking the vitamin C, went in and got intravenous vitamin C, 50,000 milligrams directly into my bloodstream. And it was three days, three days in and out. By the fourth day, by Thursday, I was feeling pretty good again. By Friday, you couldn't even tell that I'd had it. That's what it's supposed to do when you have your body's immune system strong. But don't sit around and say, well, I don't want to take vitamins because I don't like swallowing pills. Don't do that. Don't do that. We've got a powdered multiple that tastes pretty good. It really does. That's absolutely wonderful. I use it personally. I do. Every single day I try to take the powdered multiple. It's really important. Also, the D3 is a tiny, tiny, tiny little capsule. You only have to take it like every other day when you're healthy. It's like 10,000 IUs plus K2. Take one of those three times a week. That's it. Or I don't want to take a pill three times a week. But then I look in your medicine cabinet, you got 14 prescriptions that you're choking down every single day. But I don't want to take another pill. It ain't a pill. It's a vitamin. Don't do that to yourself. You've got to build yourself up so that when you take supplements, your body gets strong. And basically when something tries to attack you, the immune system goes, stop right there. We ain't going there. How about that? Whatever you are, go away. Don't want you here right now. So that's the thing we have to do, isn't it? We've got to make sure that we take the right supplements and the high enough dosing to keep ourselves healthy. 
again, most people, when they get their D3 levels tested, they're like, they're minimal. They're like almost zero, if not zero. They can't even detect them sometimes they're so low. D3 is one of the primary nutrients your body has to have to prevent your body's, your lungs from filling up with fluid and getting pneumonia. D3, nothing else replaces it. But that potassium iodine, that's also really important. The vitamin C is really important. We've got the powdered vitamin C with quercetin in it now. We're doing everything we possibly can. We've been told by our suppliers again yesterday that so many of the raw materials that we need to manufacture supplements are not available. Why is that? It's what I told you at the beginning of the show, wasn't it? The supply lines have choked down. They've shut off the supply lines. They've shut off the cranes and the ports. They've shut off everything. Why? Because they don't want you to have supplements. They don't want you to have anything that basically is going to help you because you're a peasant and you don't deserve to breathe air. Don't believe that. Look at carbon taxes. You don't deserve to take vitamins. Don't believe that. They're trying to take them off the market. You don't believe that you're not supposed to eat organic food. Don't believe that. They're cornering the market. They bought whole foods. Don't believe that. Think about You don't deserve to fly on airplanes, okay, unless you wear a mask and you get muzzled like a mutt, like a dog on a leash, and you get beaten down and zip-tied and basically have – duct tape put around you while you're sitting in the chair because you complain and they gag your mouth so you can't talk. Yeah, all that's happened already, guys. Or your daughter has an 18-year-old transgender male one around on a, running around in a skirt using the girl's bathroom. He suddenly sees your 15-year-old daughter in the bathroom. It triggers his nucleus of cubans in his brain. He immediately says, I got to have her, and he rapes her repeatedly in the bathroom. Thought he was a transgender. I guess he's just a male pretending like he's a girl so he can go rape girls in the bathroom. And then the dad gets so mad because the school board refuses to do anything about any of this. And he goes to the school board. He starts protesting. They arrest him, handcuff him, and take him out. This is America? I don't think so. And that's where we find ourselves right now. And the sad part about this is if we do not do something as far as properly in the country right now, if we do not change what we're doing Right now in the United States, if we do not call to account these congressional leaders and if we do not put people who are running for office, who've actually got a lick of sense, who can be in a state that the elections aren't completely and totally hacked. This is a trouble. And I'm, I'm talking about county commissioners, city commissioners or school boards. You know, if you can run for state Congress or state Senate, that's great. But guys, listen to me. We've got to do something really, really quick right now because, guys, this group of people, they've become almost absolute in their power base. They have the ability to pretty much do anything they want whenever they want to do it, and they've proven that repeatedly over and over and over again. Look at the judge now. You think the judiciary is not compromised? A judge is now barred, united from putting unvaccinated workers on leave instead of firing them. Wait a minute. This is from Fort Worth. A federal judge has extended a ban on the United Nations, I'm sorry, United Airlines, putting employees on unpaid leave for seeking medical or religious exemption, the airline's requirement to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman in Fort Worth, Texas, granted a restraining order Tuesday in favor of employees who are suing the airline over the mandate. Lawyers for the employees in the airline agreed last month that the United wouldn't put the workers on unpaid leave, but the judge wrote the, that the agreement would expire before he could rule on the merits of the matter. That would leave hundreds of workers basically either on unpaid leave or having their employment status basically you know, questioned. So what in the world is going on? Why, why would this happen? Why would a judge be involved in any of this? Again, it's the judiciary. The judiciary in the United States, Austin just joined us, the, 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 the judiciary is so compromised in the United States because of 
Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad, that we don't know who's a judge and who's a real judge and who's been compromised and who's been blackmailed. We saw that with J. Edgar Hoover many, many years ago. Austin, good to have you on me, buddy. What's your, what's your first story? Absolutely. I apologize, everybody. We were having a bunch of technical difficulties over here, so we are getting everything spooled up, and you're exactly right. The judges have compromised majority of the entire system because once you have judges ruling in favors, whoever gives them enough money or whoever blackmails them enough, put it that way, you reach a point to where – they're going to rule whatever they want to rule in favor of. And this is exactly the issues we've run into now with the corruption across the country. And also, too, though, on a different topic, I found this article very interesting. I saw this this morning. As, you know, as we see these progressive states continue to go down this road of tyranny, like state New York and California, as they continue to roll into these draconian measures further and further to the point now you guys have seen in California – if you go in, and I think it's starting uh, the end of this month or end of November, they're going to make it mandatory pretty much anywhere you go in California, L.A. area. You're going to have to show your vaccine passport, allegedly. That's what they're trying to mandate. And what we're seeing now is the states are becoming more and more split further and further. And sadly enough, this is exactly what happened during the Civil War is you're starting to have this state issue to where the states are coming into a point where they're so horrific and so draconian that people are having enough. The new poll suggests that 56% of San Francisco Bay Area residents are unhappy with life, and they plan on leaving in the next few years. According to the SF Gate, the poll conducted among 1,650 registered voters across five Bay Area counties had a shocking 56 respondents said they plan on moving soon. 71% of respondents said the quality of life in the Bay Area is much worse compared to five years ago. And if you guys remember, as weird as it is, over in San Francisco, there are, there's a photo of this I saw, and I completely forgot about it last year, where there was a cordoned-off area in San Francisco where the local – I guess the local law enforcement set up chalk lines to social distance the city-sanctioned homeless encampment across from City Hall in San Francisco. They did this last year. They had these big chalk outlines where you could put your tent. This is where the place you were allowed to camp out on. This is the place you were allowed to park your tent on. And what was crazy about this is it was sanctioned by the city. So there was no, oh, okay, well, this is just basically individual squatting here. No, they actually went out there and took it and said, okay, this is where you're going to basically, uh, this is where you can camp out homelessly. And this is the problem you start seeing with more and more of these unbelievably liberal areas is they actually promote this behavior. And this is not something that's okay in any aspect. And the funny part about it was, wasn't it ironic and I said this last year, when we had this alleged pandemic, you know, it was allegedly everywhere. You know, you couldn't go outside without a mask on is what they said. Not that any of us listened to that. But I kept asking people, I said, dude, if this is like a really true, severe, like, I mean, we're talking like black plague, death, running around. Why are all the homeless people still alive? 
why haven't all of them contracted COVID and we literally have bodies piling up under overpasses and on the sides of railways because there's so many homeless people that have basically died from COVID infection? Because, I mean, they, they don't have access to any significant health care, medical care. And most of them don't have any access to any legitimate vitamins. You know they don't have any ivermectin or, you know, basically any other, you know, medications. So why weren't all the homeless populations dropping dead by the thousands in all these areas? The answer was nobody can answer it. <laughs> and that gives you the first idea back then and last summer of when you start asking the question of going, what's the real narrative here? What's the real story? What's really going on with everything they're telling us? Because nothing is adding up whatsoever. And this is the same thing that we've seen now with the lie after lie after lie with the mainstream media, with the same thing with Pfizer coming in and basically with the FDA and saying, oh, we're going to approve this injection, this Comirna injection, but the one you're getting is the exact same one, the same way we've seen them tell everybody you have to go get a shot if you're pregnant. The CDC blatantly is adamant now that pregnant women go get the injection, even though there's been zero, zero clinical trials with pregnant women, zero. They've literally looked at the data currently out there right now where you're having thousands of spontaneous abortions, thousands of miscarriages, thousands of complicated pregnancies, and they're going, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's plenty of data. That's plenty. We should pretty much go in now and be able to do whatever we need to do, and everybody needs to go ahead and get this injection. This is what we're seeing all across the board, and now we're seeing more and more of parents now that are getting completely adamant about what their children are being taught in the school systems. And this is something that has to be addressed on a daily basis, especially if you're a parent. And I mean that succinctly. This, this, this whole generation right now of what they're trying to promote in the schools, in the media, through the music, all this stuff now is to further degrade the child's mindset. It's to make them so by the time they're a teenager, their morals, their ethic, their biblical background, if there's any, is going to be so compromised, it's going to be unbelievably easy to control these children and push them into any direction and normalize anything they want to do. And, you know, I saw uh, somebody sent me a, a link last night to a, a stand-up comedian. I don't recommend it because it was very, very crude, had a lot of profanity and a lot of God's name in vain, which I did not like at all, and I've only watched part of it. And it was basically by a stand-up comedian, and he went into detail on how ridiculous this entire, entire transgender community has basically become and how everything about them is about them all the time. And they're this new minority, even though there's not a minority of them. It's just a bunch of individuals in most cases that are mentally ill. You have you know gender identity disorder, which has always been addressed as such. And now we have this group that's mentally ill that have become the organized mob. And that means they have this victim status now as an organized mob, and they want special protection. The mentally ill people are the last people on the planet you want to give power to dictate the course of society. And I mean that sincerely. I understand a lot of people are going through some stuff. If they're going through some weird stuff and they want to go be cross-dressers, guys, that's, that's their choice. I'm not going to sit there and run up to your house and tell you what you can and can't do because, quite frankly, don't care. Not my problem, not my right. 
the, the problem. You got to deal with that in your own brain. But when you start allowing individuals that are having mental ill issues, mental illness problems, and you start handing them the reins to society and what's normal and what everybody needs to follow is acceptable, you're literally handing the keys of the city over to mentally ill mob. That's not okay, guys. This isn't okay at all. And I'm, I'm not trying to make anybody mad, but actually I don't really care because this is a simple fact. Anytime you start allowing individuals that are in this position that are having mental illness and you start saying to them, hey, it's okay. We're going to pander to what you want to do. It's infectious. It's like a cancer. It spreads through society because then other people that are having issues start going that route. And here's the big problem. Individuals that are not mentally ill get confused. This is what they're doing to the children. And you have these young children that don't have an illness that are completely okay in the head. And they start looking at these mentally ill people and they go, well, that's okay. That's cool. That's that's the hip thing to do now. It's totally okay to dye my hair pink and put on girl clothes and paint my fingernails and change my name to a girl name. That's the cool thing to do now. And this is what we're having happen. It's an infectious illness that is starting to spread all over the country because well, back, what, 10 years ago – transgender ideology, the, the entire aspect of transgenders, they made up like less than half of 1% of the entire population. I mean, the amount was so minimal, it was it was ridiculous. Now you're seeing some schools, they're saying that, you know, 5 and 10% of the children in school identify as transgender or, or non-binary gender. I mean, the only stupid stuff they come up with. This has, again, been the entire role of the school board of what these people have done now and project right. this extremely horrific ideology on to the entire children. And this is something we're not allowed. We, we can't be as patriots, as constitutionalists, as Americans, as Christians. This is not something we can take a step back and go, okay, listen, this kid's having a problem. So everybody has to comply and pander and submit to this kid's mental illness. Not okay, not acceptable, no reason under any circumstances we can allow this to go on. Anything you want to add on that, Dad? Yeah, I do, Austin. Um, you know, here's the thing. I mean, you know, and Austin's right. They fabricate this stuff. And, and let me tell you let, me give you, let me give you the perfect example of that. Back in the 60s, we had a group called the Monkees. Now, these guys could sing, but they really couldn't play instruments except for one of them. And they basically were put together in a band, in a sitcom, and they made them unbelievably famous. And for a while, they were actually out selling the Beatles. And only one, they lasted about two years on TV. And then basically, they started having internal conflicts. They started fighting because they wanted to be a real band and they wanted to do real music and they wanted to have real war things and all these other things because the Vietnam War was raging at that time. And they got all wrapped up in who they thought they were. Now, these guys were super famous. And if you're, you know, under the age of, uh, you know, over the age of 55, you probably remember them as far as when they were active. But here's the problem. They were taken off. They were taken down by the people who made them famous. And the guy said, I could take a fictional band and I could give him them prominence and I can make them super, super, super famous. So he developed a group called the Archies. Now, Austin, you probably have never heard of this. And the Archies was a cartoon band. It was a fictional, like a cartoon that they played music, and the, suddenly the Archie started having these huge hits. They started having these top-selling records. Now, this, these are cartoon characters now. It's like it's like watching Ben and Jerry, but they're singing with guitars. The reality is 
He said he could do it. He could promote them through the media and make the Archies unbelievably famous, and he did it. That's all they have to do. They take that weirdo Greta Thunberg, total weirdo, total mentally ill girl, and they make her and they put her in front of everybody. Now they've given her a makeover and they've given her blonde hair. And now she's running around talking about climate change, and nobody in the world would listen to her at all. This is the same thing true with transgenders. And that comedian, I tried to watch part of it last night, but I had to turn it off after like 10 seconds because of his filthy language. Couldn't deal with it because I want to hear what he had to say about transgenders also. And the reality is this. They've now made transgenders the ruling class as far as giving them rights. If you're a transgender, you got to be called the right pronoun or you get fired from a major university or you have or you're written up or you lose your tenure or whatever they want to do to you. They're making them more and more powerful because that's what they want to create confusion and to honor their serpent god who they feel is a transgender. That's why I tell you guys, I'm going to say it again. When these preachers tell you that God is both male and female, that he's a transgender, and that Adam was male and female, and that Jesus was male and female, these people are blasphemers. Don't give them money. You say, well, they get some stuff right. Hey, if they can't get the right who God is right, they just need to go somewhere else. And the majority of these people that do this, I'm telling you, the majority of the people who are the billionaires in the quote Christian rock world, if you want to call it that, the Christian mafia, if you want to call that, the Christian circus clown show, if you want to call it that on TV, or high-level masons. Just thought I'd give you the mention on that. Also, remember, top Mossad guy, top head guy with Mossad is now saying former Mossad chief stuns the audience by admitting that Iran is not even close to getting nuclear weapons. So all of this stuff's happening all around us as the circus show tells us that Israel's going to have to attack Iran because of nuclear weapons. No. Israel is going to get involved with attacking Iran because of the greater Israeli project, look it up, and the overthrow and the expansion of Israeli borders throughout the Middle East because Mossad and the, should I say, international banking cartel Rothschild boys, since they control all the international banks and control all the currency distribution around the world, that's what they want. Because that's what they want. They're going to get what they want eventually, including the rebuilding of a third temple, because God's already told us that's going to happen. Very important. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus, friends. I love you. I appreciate you. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. Just remember, keep the faith. Just keep the faith. Keep a positive attitude. Think on the good things. And think on Jesus all the time. Austin, finish it up. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And this is what we have to continue to remember, my friends. You can't pander to nonsense. You can't pander to basically unlawful edicts. And you sure can't pander to mental illness. What we've seen now over the last year and a half, I hope, has been a clear-cut indication of what's starting to come all over the country as far as with the mentally ill taking over sections, the same people that roll into the Covidian cult, the same people that run around and get mad at other people and chase them around stores because they're not wearing a mask. seen it before. Watched on videos as well. The insane now are somehow above the rest of the normal. Think about that for a second. Individuals who've been injected with RNA gene therapy are now better first-class citizens compared to us. People that basically run around and cross-dress are somehow a better part of society. The trans costume is now the most powerful social justice warrior costume and basically is a person with unlimited protection. Know how terrible that person is. They have unlimited protection now. It allows them to dictate the very thoughts and speech of the public at large. Not okay, guys. Not okay at all. The exact same thing is happening with the vaccinated group, with the media. 
pretty much if you've been injected, you're somehow some first-class citizen, and it doesn't matter what you say, what you write, what you put out there, how badly you talk about other people who decided not to be injected with a medical experiment. It somehow makes you better than them. They're a first-class citizen, allegedly, according to the media. This is how you divide and conquer a nation. You split it in two. You completely run both sections in different directions. Once you do that, it's very easy to come in and take control once chaos ensues. And I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. So it's important for us to maintain the truth, to maintain freedom, and also maintain our tempers and our attitudes. Always be careful. When you're out in public, you start getting basically tempered by something or somebody starts trying to provoke you. Doesn't mean you can't speak your mind, doesn't mean not to stand your ground, but it also means show discretion where you need to show it. Thank you again, my friends, for supporting healthmasters.com. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. Lots of different specials on it. Always the super potent e-product of the week. Be sure to check out the website. If you guys need anything, give us a call or email us, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.